Next up on Talk Zone is Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva. Are you concerned about your job? Concerned about losing it? Concerned about not having the tools needed to reinvent your career or to reposition yourself in the workplace? If the answer to any of these questions is yes, or even if you just want to be a part of the workplace improvement revolution, then join the conversation right now on Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva. Now, here are your hosts, Charlie and Eva. Hey, welcome everyone. It is a cold Monday, November something. It's a, you know, brave new world. And uh, welcome to Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva. I am Charlie. And I'm Eva. And, you know, welcome back, Charles, because I did hold down the fort all by myself last week. Yep. And uh, that was good. And I was amazing. No. <laughs> thank you very much. Um, so, uh, no, really, thank you. And, um, you know, the mission of our show is to make a difference, make a difference in our lives, in our careers, and let it trickle down into the world. Yes. Not to, you know. You have to come from a calm, grounded place, right? The personal development work is more important now than ever. People think that's not true, but it really is. I mean, if you're going to be going out there in the world telling everybody what you think, you need to do it from a calm, grounded place. Now, that doesn't mean that anger isn't appropriate at times. Right. And, um, well, the other thing is, and, you know, it's funny, right, because we seem to time it perfectly all the time. Yeah. Um, because we have a really cool guest today that I think, you know, I get to cheat. We always say that, right? Mm-hmm. And um, if ever there was something I needed, it's what our very special guest brings to the table. So I'm kind of excited about uh, this conversation and what we can gain from it. Well, and I think that, I think it's a twofold, right? It's kind of a physical and a in a metaphysical transformation. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's kind of cool. Um, all right, so, and please, everyone, you know, uh, stay with us. This is um, going to be really cool. I would love to finally introduce our very special guest, designer, speaker, author. We're going to learn about designing a less complicated life. We're going to mm. learn about uh, spring cleaning your life in general, which... I mean, it just—it's really cool, right? Yes. I would love to introduce our very special guest, Dia Top. Dia, are you with us? I am with you. Thank you for having me on the show. And are we pronouncing your name correctly? Dia, yes. Dia, okay, excellent. So, Dia, welcome to Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva. Why don't you first share your website, and then we'll go from there. So, you know, maybe the listeners could follow along. My website is Dia top.com which is d e e i a t o p p.com or it's much easier if they just go to what my um, book is titled which is complicated by design.com excellent and okay so either way they can they can learn more about this book which we're going to talk about and also purchase at the same time um, well, they can go on to Amazon, BarnesandNoble.com, either of those places. Um, and currently, PJ Books, my um, novel, is 25% off, which I know this upcoming Saturday is Small Business Day, and they're a small kind of bookstore down in Fort Myers, Florida. 
Um, so it would be great for people to um, support them as well. Excellent. Um, I, I think you're right. Um, I think that's a great idea. So, all right. So, dear, where do we begin here? Tell us um, exactly what it is that you do and how you can change our lives. Well, I am ending a 25-year career in interior design at the end of this um, calendar year of 2016, and I am starting to do inspirational and motivational speaking more and more um, around topics about how to design a less complicated life, um, from interior design to inner design, taking all of the things that I've learned over those years and really helping teach people how to find more peace of mind um, in their lives. Well, you know what? That's another thing, right? Is this not perfect timing for that as well? Because we just started to do some of this on our own. Yes, we did. And, we did. Right? I didn't even think about that. And yeah, you're Dia, I can right. tell I you, forgot. it is amazing the peace of mind that grows <laughs> when you start getting a handle on this stuff, right? Oh, my gosh. It is mind-blowing, life-changing. Um, my life went from stressed out. I wasn't, you know, happy with people. I was, you know, I mean, it was just like I had so much drama around me that once I started, you know, going down this path, I was amazed at just how quickly my life has completely changed. And it's complete, it's totally changed, you know, my career and what I'm doing. I'm now, you know, taking my novel and I'm working on the screenplay and I've got TV show ideas. I mean, it's just, there's so much that um, we can do with it to get the information out there um, for people to start doing exactly what you two are doing. Yeah, so, okay, so... Um just a question, but I don't want to go off topic or anything. So when we, when, when we start to get this sense of calm and peace of mind, right? I was really excited about what it's going to do for me emotionally. And what I mean by that is, you know, I need to do the same thing in my head. You know, I keep saying that, right? Mm -hmm. So I need to, um, I was thinking I should, try to declutter my thoughts, my ideas, and so on. You hoard your thoughts. Yes, I live in my head. But you know what? <laughs> Listening to you just now, it might even be the opposite. It might be that I'm freed up from all this physical clutter, that I have more room, less angst, and the ideas are just going to be flowing like crazy now. Right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I think once we start to... Um become aware and mindful of where our thoughts take us because our, our thoughts really create our reality. So if you have negative thoughts, you generally live a pretty negative life. If you have positive thoughts and you have loving thoughts and you start changing the way your focus is from an inward perspective, um, it really, it just, it changes everything around you. And a lot of that can just start, or start by Letting go of the past, all of those thoughts that are swarming around in your mind of the past, what happened yesterday or two weeks ago or two years ago, it's done and over with. You can't change it, so just let it go. So, right, and now, right, as you're talking, you are going, you're, you kind of navigated from 
the physical interior design work into, it seems to me, like internal interior design work, right? Um, that is absolutely true. And that came through in my own personal journey. Um, I spent years thinking that I had to fine-tune my business. Like if I made sure that the mechanics of the business and the daily design details were all, you know, fine-tuned and in perfect place, then my life would be less stressful. And what I realized was that I had to start taking responsibility for my own thoughts, actions, emotions, all of that, really, and do the inner work before I saw the exterior part of my daily life change. So hold on. So um, this is a this is a session, a free session. <laughs> so um, when we in business or in work continue down the path of let's say getting more customers or honing my website or developing a tighter social media strategy, I might be just grinding myself into the ground slowly if I'm not doing the inner work first, right? Correct. Correct. I think that um, because so much of that comes with blame of others, you know, if something doesn't go right or our expectations, and I think if we stop and we kind of clear out all that clutter and clear out the stress of pushing, pushing forward and kind of start going with the flow of life, from a calmer standpoint, um, things just start happening naturally. It's not like you have to force it anymore, but it really does take some work to get to that point. But you have to believe it. Well, and it's, isn't it, it's, it's, it's a daily practice. It's a, it's a moment by moment practice. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, um, you know, I think no matter how uh, much you can clear out that clutter in your life and you reduce the drama, um, you still have to be mindful on a daily basis to um, see everything through the lens of love, kind of. Do you know what I mean? That's where if you can really get to that point and focus on that, uh, it just it changes everything in your world. So did you um, transition into this or... Did you just, you know, one day you were an interior designer and the next day you started um, being an emotional Yeah, designer. what was the catalyst to make this shift for you? Well, that, that aha moment actually came when a wealthy client's poodle peed on my pump. And I found myself thinking, there has got to be more to life than this. And in that moment, I really decided that um, things needed to change in my life. So I started taking personal responsibility for, like I said, all my thoughts, my actions, emotions. And I, you know, I went from writing a novel that was going to be kind of like a Jackie Collins tell-all to really taking the book and putting a twist on it where I wanted it to help teach people and inspire people of how to go from that stressful angst um, into a calmer, peaceful existence. So through that process of, you know, changing the way the novel was written, 
I found that there were so many great topics that I could speak to people about to help them, you know, whether it was other designers or it's women's groups or corporations, that I could really um, touch them by some of the lessons I tried to show in this book. So it was really kind of a natural progression, and at the end of the year, I'm going to be finishing my last design project, so that transition will be complete in about six weeks. Well, oh, wow, congratulations. At, at a high level, Thank I you. think you're going to be designing. Um, so what I like about this book, which we'll get into, is um, it's uh, different than what we're normally used to getting. Yeah, it's not a self-help it's book. It's not a yeah. self-help mm-hmm. book. Mm-hmm. It's not, and, you know, please don't get annoyed. If you want to be a millionaire, first you get a million dollars, right? <laughs> <laughs> So, um, and that's what's really cool. So you could see, I mean, the amount of thought that must have went into this. It's sort of like, you know, you put everything that you have seen, lessons learned, and put it into this book, you know. And so, um, and how long was that project? Oh, I, I probably worked on the book on and off for six or seven years, but there were times where, like, I would put it in a drawer, you know, and it wouldn't come out for an entire year um, because my, I was really going through my own personal transformation. So there were times when um, it just, you know, the creativity wasn't there for the book. I, I needed to spend the time working on myself first. That's, yeah. yeah. Um, this is, I mean, I love this, and, you know, uh, you did a great job, so congratulations. Thank you. Um, before we go to break, I just want to read this one little paragraph about the book, and then we'll have a break, and then you can come back, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Complicated by Design is a shockingly blunt tale that takes a profound turn when Chandelier learns that life is not only complicated by design, but designed to be complicated. Sort of like a catch-22, right? And I like her name, too. Yeah, Chandelier. <laughs> um, you can tell, uh, Dia, that uh, you've been around the block business-wise, <laughs> you know, just from some of the stuff we've learned in the first 15 minutes here, right? Yes. Really cool. So, okay, once again, diatop.com, D-E-E-I-A-T-O-P-P.com, or... Just go right to the book, complicatedbydesign.com. And um, this is really cool. We're going to get into it a little more. Please stay with us, everyone. Corporate Talk with Charlie Eva and our very special guest, Dia Top. We'll be right back. CARE Certification in the Workplace is the award-winning shared leadership training seminar that will revolutionize your career and position you as the go-to person in your organization, regardless of your job description. CARE is the acronym for Courage to Take Action Relevant to Everyone. This means your new workplace mission is to deliver results for the good of the company, but not at the expense of others. Up until now, CARE certification was only available through company-sponsored seminars, But now you can become CARE certified in the workplace on your own time. Order Module 1 today and begin the transformation. There's unlimited opportunity in the workplace today, provided you have the right strategy. Becoming CARE certified is the right strategy. For more information and to order, go to charliespeaking.com. That's charliespeaking.com. 
And now, let's return to Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva on TalkZone.com. Well, thanks for staying with us, everyone. We're having a great conversation today with our guest, Dia Top. She is a designer, speaker, and the author of Complicated by Design, which is a novel, but it's also a novel that helps. So I, I love this conversation that we're having because Charlie needs it so badly. Oh, <laughs> this is what you need to tidy up your thoughts, sir. I do, yes. Yes. And so, you know, I, wa- I wanted to talk a little bit, Gia. At least I have them. Oh, well, I do too. Thank you. But um, I wanted to talk a little bit about, so before we go into the book, where does a person get started? Like, where does a person get started? So you decide, like, your life's in chaos, and you finally figure out that maybe, maybe it's you. Not everybody around you, but maybe it's you. And so how do you, when you're talking to different groups, how do you help them get started onto the path of calm and clarity? Well, there are several ways you can do that. I think a really easy one is to start with a challenge, and I call it the stop complaining challenge. So if you take a day in your life and you get out a little jar or basket or whatever you'd like, just like you would do a swear jar, um, and you decide that you're going to put a quarter or a dime or a dollar, every time you complain in that one day, you will be amazed by how much money is in that at the end of the day. And the reason I think that's a great starting point is because most people don't realize what, what, what happens with their thoughts. Because you could be in traffic and you could start complaining. You could be, you know what I mean? There's so many different ways. And once you really spend the time focusing in on it, then you become mindful and aware. And then you catch yourself. And once you can catch yourself, then that's when you can start making real change. You know, I love that because it's so true. It's just thought by thought by thought. It's just like, it's just like when you're trying to lose weight, right? It's like, Mouthful by mouthful by mouthful. It's a thought by thought by thought. When you catch yourself in those toxic thoughts, shift it. But sometimes I know it can be really, really tough to shift. But even if you go for like just a slightly better feeling thought, then I think sometimes they say like, you know, depression, if you can at least get angry, it's a little bit better. And then you move from anger into more gratitude. Yeah. But it's part of it. I think the people... We're so busy in our daily lives, you know, caught up in um, just the grind of working and, you know, raising families and all of the things that we do that we don't really pay much attention to where our mind always goes or what words come out of our mouth. It just becomes a daily habit or reactions. But when you actually focus in on it and know that you have to put money into a jar or, you know, basket or something, then you you become much more aware and it gives you a benchmark to kind of start from. Yeah, no, I really like the idea of putting money in a jar because I think that that, you're right, I mean, you see that jar and, and it tells the tale, right? All of a sudden you have some cash and you're thinking, oh, wow, I never even realized how many times throughout the day I complain because a lot of times you'll hear people you know, clients or whatever will be like, well, I don't complain that much or it's not my issue, it's so-and-so's issue. But when you start really looking at those thoughts on a moment-to-moment-to-moment basis, and I love the idea of putting money in a jar, I mean, it really does give you clarity. Well, here's the thing. The word 
complaint or complaining is different things to different people. So some might say, yeah, that you really need to work on that. You know? <laughs> but I don't complain, they would say. Yeah. And, and to them, you know, they, they're watching TV and there's a commercial. Oh, damn it, another commercial. You right. know, and that's to them their chaos. And then they'll go around the remote and come back. Oh, I came back too late. I missed the beginning. You know, they'll do stuff like that. So people have to be aware of what it is for them that they need to slow down. Yes, and that's, I think, the point of that whole stop complaining challenge. One of the things we have a tendency to do is say we meet a stranger, and you may not you know, know exactly what to talk about. So the weather is a topic that comes up, and I live in Florida, and many times that, <laughs> that conversation can easily go to, oh, my gosh, it is so hot out today. <laughs> and in some you know, degree that that is saying, um, you know, speaking your truth, but you also start to learn the negativity that's attached to it. becomes It becomes more about just intention of your words as well. And you, you start to learn how, um, you know, speaking your truth is okay. But when, you, when it comes out of you in a more negative way, that kind of lowers your vibration. And then you're, um, it, it's really about complaining. And, and those are the things that we want to look at changing. Well, and, you know, you said something interesting about speaking your truth, because a lot of people will say, well, I'm just being realistic. I'm just being truthful. When the reality is, is that you can have, it can be hot, but it can be a beautiful day. You can look at it in two different ways. And so it's not reality and it's not being truthful because you can look, there's other ways to look at things. Yes, that is exactly right. There are always two ways to look at things, and we always have a choice. In every moment of every day, we can choose to find joy, or we can choose to go toward uh, the negative reaction to something. Um, what I like is the courage mm-hmm. and the strength, the uh, you know, of being um, a business owner and having the courage to say, "Hold it." It's not the mechanics of my business. Right. It's me that needs mm-hmm. to, then everything will fall into place. Right. And, and when you say it like that, that means there's hope for everyone. Right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> there is hope for everyone. Of course there is. So, you know, I go back to, wait a minute. All I had to do was click my heels three times, but no, I <laughs> Go through the freaking jungle and then fight the witch and yeah, but you know the whole clicking your heels heels three times that's complicated. Like, what if you what if you decided you needed to click your heels but you only did it twice? Well, right? so I mean, I thought click your heels three times was like was way creative. too creative, but way too complicated. Like See, it makes it much easier. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is. Much- I think it's easy to fall into that. Um, you know, once everything falls into place, I'll find peace. Um, when really you find peace um, once, like, everything falls, you know what I mean? Once I find peace, then everything else falls into place. Right. Like, any moment of any given day, you can find peace. I mean, the Dalai Lama talks about that, that, it, you know, it's yeah. the way you react to what's happening around you. Not that, um, because because things are always going to happen. There's always going to be drama. There's always going to be issues. It's really just the way we react. But being able to get into that practice mindset 
to change those thoughts can be really challenging when stuff goes south. And I love, I'm going back to the challenge, because that's just such a way, a real concrete way of saying, oops. Yeah. Oops. Yeah. Oops. And, and is this what we learn and read about in the book with Chandra Lear? Chandelier. Chandelier. Does she kind of <laughs> live that like we're talking about? Yes. Um, some of it is about um, exposing the ugly truths about judgment, control, fear. Uh, you know, she learns to live a less complicated life, obviously. Um, but she also, at the same time, like you mentioned before break, is that she learns that, you know, our lives are designed to be complicated because that's how we learn our lessons. But it's what, you know, Ava said is it's depending on how you look at that. You can look at that lesson that comes across in front of you with gratitude of thank you. Was that moment painful and hard, you know, when things went south? Yes, but thank you for what I learned from that. And that's going to make me a better person moving forward and a stronger person. And a more, yeah, and just, just having that whole positive outlook, people like to be around you more. You'll get more friends. Yeah, I agree. Um, what I like, too, is, you know, when I read shockingly blunt tale, here comes the courage again, Dio. It seems like you didn't hold anything back in trying to set the scenarios of complication, right? Which I think is really cool. Mm-hmm. No, because the complications, I mean, it, it is It's a delightfully dishy kind of peek behind the draperies of the elite, which I think appeals to some people because, you know, they, they love to, you know, we're almost voyeurs wanting to look into um, what it's like to design mansions for the uber wealthy. And this is really takes it beyond that a step, and it shows this designer's thought-provoking journey in a humorous pursuit <laughs> to find calm amid her chaotic world. Um, I like to say that the novel is Eat, Pray, Love Meets Trainwreck. Because it really has that spiritual, positive, um, inspirational tone, but there still really is a, a comedic element to it. Which helps. Right? No, I think it always helps. I think whenever you put fun into something, then it just it makes it that much easier. Even if the work can be tough at times, it just makes it that much easier because you're laughing, you know, along the way you're laughing and it just makes a huge difference and it and it pulls people in to want to actually make the change. So when you started shifting, was it just that you were um you did that on your own or did you start going to different teachers or what what did you do? I actually it came to me in a little bit different way. Like I said, I I had that moment of, oh my gosh, something needs to change in my life. <laughs> and then I decided to start doing more creative things. I was working on the book. Um, I was working with a writer, writing partner and coming up with a TV show idea. And that all spawned from a reading that I had with someone that I did just for fun. It was an Akashic Records reading, and it talked about past lives. And I just went into it, you know, like, oh, wow, some, I heard somebody else did this. It was, you know, how cool is that? I'm going to try it. And then that really kind of led me down a road of um, taking other classes and really just starting to seek out ways to find more peace. Um, 
what's my purpose here? You know what I mean? I really, I wanted to find the truth, and I am continuing every day on that journey. I think that's very cool that you had a reading with your Akashic Records, and then and then it all sprung board, you know, you had, it was like a springboard from there. You just, you kept going with it. And that you were doing it for fun, but it resonated with you. It must have really resonated, that reading. It really did. It really did. It led me to kind of create this TV show concept about how, you know, what would it be like if you think about these past lives we could have had and what we learned in those lessons and who we are today. You know, say you were, um, you know, a, a priest in a life years ago who had people, you know, put to death for being gay. And then what if in this lifetime you were gay? Do you know what I mean? I just found that so in- intriguing. Um, I, I just, the, the thought of that, you know, how how we can learn so much from learning about where we've been and, you know, what we can do to change our thoughts and moving forward. No, I love, I love it. And there's, We're going to go ahead and take our second break. Stay with us, everyone. There's more to come. This is Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva, and our guest today is author Dia Top. We'll be right back. Let Charlie Labosco show you how to revolutionize your presence in the workplace. Charlie is looking to improve the workplace, and by that he means your relevance in it. Charlie has over 40 years in the corporate workplace. He has seen the unbelievable, mind-boggling, off-the-charts changes in technology, but no real change in our day-to-day and sometimes toxic workplace behavior. Charlie's mission is to revolutionize the workplace by providing the training and the tools needed to lead any organization regardless of your job description. For more about Charlie and how to be a part of the workplace improvement revolution, visit charliespeaking.com. That's charliespeaking.com. Welcome back to Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva on TalkZone.com. Okay, welcome back, everyone. Um, we're speaking today with a really cool guest, Dia Top. Um, Dia is a uh, interior designer by trade over the past... She's an interior and inner designer. She's both. Both, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, also a speaker and author and has written this really creative novel that kind of puts the whole thing that we're talking about, you know, managing your chaotic life that doesn't have to be so chaotic into this novel so we can draw lessons, I guess, right, dear, from what the character in your book goes through. Yes, right? that, that is true. That was kind of ended up being the whole purpose of, the book, even though I didn't start out that way, I wanted it to be able to, you know, spark the souls of other people um, like that Akashic Record reading did for me. So, um, you know, I guess there's a lot of similarities too, right? I mean, when you were working in these high-end homes, I'm sure there was a lot of chaos and conversation that you were witnessing there as well, right? Because the bar is really high for some of those people. they got to yeah. keep it high. And I guess you could see that. Um, and maybe that's what wore you down, right? I mean, at what point do you stop, right? When, when do you start living and stop, I guess, racing? 
you know, very complicated. I had, I had to learn how to um, have a clear understanding of what were other people's issues and what were mine. Mm. Because, you know, when someone freaks out over the tassel fringe on their silk pillow because they're worried their friend may not like it, <laughs> you know, that's a very clear-cut way of knowing that that's not my issue. <laughs> that is theirs. But there were a lot of issues that I had to take responsibility with that were, you know, my attitude and my outlook. Because I don't believe that drama just, you know, walks into your life. I think that you either create it, invite it, or associate it kind of somehow. Um so, yes, there were a lot of those times, and uh, I'm grateful I'm getting out of that business and they're becoming less and less. So I, I, I could see, like, um, when you were evolving and you were doing your uh, money jar with your complaining, you know, so did you actually nitpick all of that, like, in the past maybe, oh, my God, are the tassels with the right color hmm. um, is – is the shade, it's going to be, oh, this looks wrinkled. I mean, did you really get wound over every little minutiae that came out in the business, which maybe wound you up, right, at all times? I, I did. I, I really did. I, you know, allowed myself to um, go into over-perfection mode. Yeah. And, you know, once you rein yourself in from doing that and realize that, um, it's really not about that, you know. <laughs> There's so much more to life than, you know, making sure every little um, paint color is perfect and, all, you know, all the details come together. I mean, there definitely is an importance in that because that is your profession. But overanalyzing every little moment um, doesn't help. Um, so um, how do I want to ask this? A lot of times when people hear from, you know, people like you that there's more to life and so on, they tend to think you're giving up on, you know, being a business owner, taking pride in what you do, earning money, and just focusing on life itself. And it's not true, not untrue, but not true, right? I mean, you're still proud of what you do. You still get up and do your job, whether it's writing a novel, go figure, you know, or running a business, right? I mean, um, so I was going to ask, did you notice a change? I guess you noticed a change in yourself, but did you actually notice a change in your business as well? Yes. I, I started setting boundaries um, with clients. And I also started from the very beginning of a project, I would make sure that they understood, you know, that it was important to me um, that I was very grateful for the project and I would find a way to, you know, work it in the conversation of, you know, how lucky they were to be able to afford a house this big and it's so important that we surround ourselves with things we love and that we kind of push aside other people's opinions because building a house and isn't ab isn't about that. You know, it's not about what other people think. It's about what makes them happy. And when I approached it differently, not only did the kind of clients that were walking through my door change, 
but the way the projects would unfold were just so much more joyful because I was coming from a place of joy. And when I was coming from a place of joy and enjoying what I was doing and making sure that, you know, every decision came from my heart, which um, took into account, you know, what they needed, it just it, it completely changed the business. Um, well, yeah, and I, I love that because it's so true and people don't really understand that they think that when you come from a calm, grounded, peaceful place, that you're not a go-getter anymore. There's a, there's a right. That's kind of what I was trying to say. Yeah. I got lost in my spin, but that's exactly right. Um, but I want to just give the website again: d e e i a t o p p dot com, diatop dot com, um, and you can learn a lot more about Dia. And you can also go complicatedbydesign.com. This novel is a story about everything we're talking about. <laughs> right. And so I wanted to ask, the way you were just describing, um, telling your clients, you know what, it must be really cool to be able to afford a house like this. Right. What jumped off the page at me was, seemed like you actually care more about them as well. Right? I do. Yes. Yes, I found that I cared much more about them because I, I wasn't so caught up in the tiny little details and worrying about whether they were going to like it or not. Once and I started making decisions to help them, um, you know, it's almost like you just you ask your ego to step aside. And, and I used to think I, I was good at doing that. You know, when I would meet with architects and builders and, you know, everybody in a room, I, I thought I was pretty good at doing that. But really... When you truly ask your ego to step aside, it becomes much more heartfelt. Um, yeah. and, and then that, that kind of reaction, it, you know, it's, it's a mirror. It's reflected right back at you. Almost like ego becomes care. You know, you still yeah. have that pride, but it's in, you know, so you, you get, you put the oxygen mask on you in the plane. And now you're also helping the person next to you get their mask on. I mean, so it's a win-win. It's inward and outward. Um, well, because because your clients your clients know. I mean, we know this from when we were consulting. Your clients know when you care about them. They yeah. know. They feel it. You don't even have to say the words. They can feel how they feel the vibration from you. And they know that you care. And that just changes the whole dynamic of how projects go. Yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, not to give away too much here, but does Chandelier go through that same process? Does she start learning that in her journey? Uh, she does. She starts learning that. She, you know, t um I guess she goes down a slightly different path with it because it is fictional. <laughs> um, but she learned that even if everyone else around you is on emotional overload, you don't have to be. And when you approach things in a calmer, more peaceful manner, it takes the edge off. And like Ava said, you, you really, um, you, you just, your energy is different. And it almost like it calms clients down. I find now when I talk to a client on the phone, even if, you know, my office manager may say they're kind of agitated or upset, I get on the phone with them and it just it calms them right down and um, because I'm calm. Yeah. 
you know. Um, that's cool. Yeah, that's cool. Um, you know, like, for example, right? Yeah. The wonderful world of social media. It seems um, that no matter how zen-like you want to be, <laughs> you can't keep up with social media because it's getting away from you. Um, you're losing the edge. People are posting. You're trying to keep track of everything. I, I almost think, um, dear, now after speaking with you, I need a social media jar. <laughs> yeah, you do. Right? Um, because it's just constant posting and posting and liking and liking. And, I mean, um, we need to water that down a little well, bit. Well, the liking isn't the, the bad part. Right. It's the the commentary and the nasty comments and the back and forth and the. Yeah. 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 So I learned I learned a very valuable lesson from my son who um, was going into an IB program and had to write an essay. And his essay was on instead of just say no to drugs, which he still thinks we should do. He believes that students should be just saying no to drama. Hmm. Because it infiltrates everybody's lives. And social media is a great example of that. And I have chosen, you know, I, I do a little bit here and there on, you know, Facebook and Twitter, um, from a very positive perspective. But I've chosen to, like, I don't watch news hardly at all anymore. I don't, um, watch reality TV shows because there's just so much drama that, you know, fake drama that's put into them. Um, I think there are easy ways to cut drama out of your life, and social media uh, is a pretty easy way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that's pretty cool, right? Yeah, because I think what it does is it creates drama that's not even there sometimes. Like, all of a sudden, you feel like you're in this in the middle of drama, and you're like, wow, this isn't even like my argument. Why am I in the middle of this drama? So and that's that, the cool thing about always having a choice is you can just choose to go, yep, nope, not my issue, not going there. Right. Sort of like in corporate when we say don't reply all. Not, not for everyone. <laughs> not for everyone. Right. Um, so <laughs> I get it. So um, maybe pair back on social media. That'll help me declutter inside a little bit, right, my head. Right. Um, I love the complaint job because so much energy goes, you know, into I can't believe everybody has to back into a spot here. I've never seen anything like it. I need to just <laughs> guess, right? Yeah, you you need to get past that one. But, I mean, it's all these little things, right, dear, that <laughs> add up. It's uh, like you say, it's the state that I'm in, right? It is. And again, you, you brought up a great example, whether it's backing into a parking spot or someone cuts you off in traffic. The thing that we tend to do, especially in you know, corporations, is you, know, you walk into work after something like that has happened, and then you tell somebody about it because you're complaining about it. And then that person mm -hmm. decides that, well, this is what happened to me last week. So they you know, throw their two cents in. And before you know, you're around the water cooler and you've got 10 people who are all complaining about something that just really isn't of significance in your daily life. It's just simply a daily disturbance that is not um, important. Yeah. Yeah, instead of just letting it go, you've now, like, sent out a toxic vibe throughout the whole workplace. Yeah. Right. You've perpetuated it. Yeah. 
Okay, once again, diatop.com, and the book is Complicated by Design. I mean, I just, I, I can't stop saying, I can't get enough of it, right? Complicatedbydesign.com. We have one more segment. Stay with us. Uh, we will be right back. Charlie Labosco is an author, speaker, and trainer with over 40 years' experience in the corporate workplace. Contact Charlie today to interact, influence, and inspire others in your organization. Whether it's a one-hour keynote presentation or a five-day training seminar, Charlie is available to speak on many topics, including making a difference in the workplace, even as one person, building shared leadership teams, and his signature award-winning seminar, Care Certification in the Workplace. Charlie speaking at your organization will make a difference on day one. For more information and to book Charlie, go to charliespeaking.com. That's charliespeaking.com. Let's get back to Charlie and Eva for more corporate talk on TalkZone. Today with Dia Top, she is the author of Complicated by Design, and she is a designer, speaker, and obviously an author. And to learn more about Dia, you can go to her website at diatop.com, and that's D-E-E-I-A-T-O-P-P.com, or you can go to Complicated by Design. And for our last segment, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about some practical tips, because I know that you have them. And you kind of follow the same thought pattern that I follow that we really have to start looking at our, who we are, at our interior self, at really, really getting to know who we are and what we want. And one of the, one of the things that you use is gratitude. And we do talk about gratitude quite a bit, but let's talk about gratitude one more time because I don't think we can talk about it enough. And what are your thoughts on gratitude and how it changed your outlook? Oh my, um, I use gratitude daily. And, um, wow, one of the, one of the biggest changes is made in my life is, um, because I've used it a daily. This is, this is my practice. When I lay my head down on my pillow at night, mm-hmm. I say all the things that I'm grateful for that happened during that day or that are gonna happen, I know, in the future. I mean, I just really spend the time being grateful and not just about, you know, it's not really about material possessions. It's about, uh, you know, I, I'm grateful that I, I breathe every day and I'm grateful that um, I'm surrounded by love and, you know, I have an amazing family. And I mean, it just really, um, I, I can't say enough how important I think finding gratitude is because it takes you out of that negative and it can turn things, it can spin it into a positive really quickly when you learn how to be grateful for every situation you're in, whether you deem it good or bad. No, I I, I was just thinking, actually, I don't think Dia would have completed the novel Mm -hmm. if she wasn't feeling that. And giving it back and seeing the benefit of giving it back. Right. I think you would have just, you know, kicked that dog and continued down your path, right? But you know better now because you actually experienced it, which is really cool, you know? 
Yes, I think that um, when you're grateful, your your heart opens more. Mm-hmm. You know, it, we talked a little bit about vibration. I know we just touched on that, but I, I you know, when you say things like "I am grateful" and you make declarations, um, it really it changes not only mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and physically. It, it changes so many things in our lives, just as meditation does. It has those similar type of effects. You know, and you talk a little bit about meditation, but you're saying that you don't really have to follow a guru to meditate. What are your thoughts on meditation since since we're talking about it? Okay, my thoughts on meditation are just like you said. You don't have to follow a guru's guide to meditate. I think people meditate daily in so many cases and they don't even realize they're doing it. I tell my husband this all the time. He runs about five miles a day and he comes back from his run and he'll go, oh my gosh, I just came up with this great idea or I, you know, he's just so much more peaceful. And why is that? Because you get into this zone when you're working out and that's a form of meditation, but it's something that people don't even kind of put two and two together and think of it that way. So that's why I don't think you necessarily have to follow a guru's guide and think you have to sit in a lotus position and surround yourself with music and candles. I personally, when I meditate, I do it a lot of times when I wake up in the middle of the night, two or three in the morning, and I can't go back to sleep. I'm laying in a perfectly comfortable position, and I just kind of allow my you know, self to drift into that stillness. Mm. You know, that's funny that you say that because that's when I like doing it too. And that's when Charlie likes to talk. <laughs> it's, it's like 2.30. Want to go to Walgreens? Right. They're open. <laughs> like, no. <laughs> no, but I, I love what you say there because I think so many times people try to make everything so complicated when really you're right. You know, you can just be in that quiet space and just taking a moment and clearing your head and just having a moment with you, which right. – so I – Love everything that you have in here. And the idea of creating a novel around all these concepts is just such a fun way to deliver that message. And actually, I have a question around that. So here you are, interior designer, and you have your Akashic Records read. And I know that you were talking about writing a screenplay. But, I mean, were you a writer before this? Like, how did that come up? Because this is, you know, writing a book is not easy. And writing a novel is even more difficult, I think. No, I was not a writer at all. You know, English 101, I think, was the extent of my <laughs> writing in uh, college. I, um, I'm no Hemingway, but I did pour my heart into this book, and I really think that that is kind of what comes across. Um, I also came through the novel in two different places, so a lot of people who read it will they say that, like, it changes. Like, you know, it changes as you go through because my life was changing. My journey was changing. So that comes through where the beginning of the novel is very chaotic and kind of stressful and frantic. And then it kind of finds its, you know, peaceful calm, then, if you will, um, later on through when she's learning some of her lessons. I could just, I could picture myself, right, going through the books. What is she doing? <laughs> Setback for her. 
but then you would learn all these tools as to how she, you'll see how um, Chandelier moves forward through her life, and then you can then utilize those tools too. It's like, it's yeah. just a really cool no, concept. I, I, it's really, that's really fun. That's what I mean. Fun. That's why uh, it's really cool. I was also wondering, you know, and I could be way off here, but as a designer, as an interior designer, do you like vision what you want the end product to look like, or do you go about it differently? I was just wondering, is it the same with the character? Are you just visioning her life and how it's happening, similar to how you would kind of vision a project? Well, doing a project is like taking a thousand pieces, you know, a puzzle and putting it all together. And writing a novel was very similar to that. And I think because of my design background, when I wrote the novel, I envisioned it as a screenplay. Like, I envisioned it in my mind as I was writing. Like, I could see it playing out on the movie screen in my mind. So that's why I'm really excited about working on the screenplay, because that's how I really saw it all along. And, you know, whether it ends up as a movie or a TV series, I think it's a fabulous way to... Um, you know, like you said, go to get get in touch with someone who wouldn't pick up a self-help book. You know, you find a funny way that can be inspiring at the same time to really reach out and touch people and help give them some tools or, or just spark their interest so they can go out and learn things on their own. Because this is one of those things that no two journeys are alike. That's why I don't think it's like dieting. You know, no two diets work for people. I really think this is an individual process. Everybody's going to go about it differently. So I just wanted it to inspire people to seek their truth and their own passions. I feel like I know Shanda, right? <laughs> I mean, I'm a joke, but I really feel it, you know? Yeah, no, it was great. Um, Dia, thank you so much for sharing the book and sharing your your um, experiences with us. I, it was really great very and very unique insightful. And yeah. Great job, for sure, yes. Thank you. Thank you very much for having me. It's been such a pleasure. Oh, excellent. It was our pleasure. Have a great Thanksgiving. Thank you. Happy Thanksgiving to you and your listeners as well. Excellent. Take care. And again, everyone, the book is Complicated by Design. It's a novel, and I think it's a very, very fun read. And then you can also learn more at diatop.com, which is D-E-E-I-A-T-O-P-P.com. And you can also find the book at complicatedbydesign.com, too. So another great show. And I just want to wish our wis- our listeners a very, very happy Thanksgiving. Um, yeah, same from me to you guys as well. Thank you for listening. Uh, our Talk Zone family, of course, as well. Of course. So have a great week, everyone. This is Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva. Bye, guys.